KVBL Radio. Hallelujah. We have exercised the demons. Yes, we have indeed. Hell hath frozen over. The Oklahoma City Thunder have traded Satan to the most perfect of spots. The Thunder have sent Satan to Sin City, the Las Vegas Timberwolves, and a couple small contracts for the one and the only, the much maligned Mitch Bradley. The Mitch Freedom Fest from old school in full effect. (sighs) I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Satan's one of my favorite players in the whole game, of course. I've had this guy since I drafted him, and he's just all about usage and scoring. But I hate my team. I hate him. I hate my team. I just... Ugh. You get too fun, you want to do stuff, and then it's just, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, you can compensate for Satan, but it's just weird. It creates a weird dynamic with, without the rebounding, without the steals. I just don't know if it could ever work for this t- squad that I have now. And I know that Mike had been asking for Satan before. And at that time, he was offering Bedlam in a pick. I mean, maybe Bedlam in one of his picks would have been a better deal. But I asked if Mitch or Luther was available. And I knew he didn't want Pang. People had mentioned today in chat, they said, would I say no to Pang for for Mitch? And I knew he didn't want Pang. But you know what? It's it's okay. It's okay. So we make the trade. I really don't know what it means. The only thing I know for sure is that I got plus 117 rebounding in one trade by one guy. That's got to mean something, right? So for analyzing this for both teams, what we look at is immediately the Timberwolves figure out what the fuck they're doing in the front court. And this might have been, we we talked about it. We definitely talked about it, is they were looking at what life would look like without Bradley. Without him saying it, obviously he was quietly shopping him around to certain people or he was quietly making him available. And now he gets to roll out. Um, I, I think he, he could do worse than having... Uh, having Hatch at point guard, at least Hatch doesn't shoot. If he if he rolls with Satan, Twine, Johnson, and Bedlam, I mean, you could do worse than that. Satan's going to drop 40 on that team. I mean, Satan's surrounded by two guys on my squad that were also scoring basically 30 points. Him alone, he's going to probably score upwards of 40. You know, he, he might have been the odd man out on my team just because he doesn't do as much as the other stuff. But, of course, he was probably – I liked him better – than Raffi and Wags. He was just more, I was more attached to him and maybe that was my downfall. Maybe this is a good trade. And I just, I'm immediately having second thoughts. And, and why, why would you not have second thoughts about pairing your six PD power forward with a six PD center? So the Timberwolves had a huge score. They finally have someone at shooting guard. Um, I assume he would would have preferred to trade Bedlam, but you know if he he has Satan's still twenty three, and he's got twenty, he's got Luther. If that ultimately is his core, I mean that's fine. He's still going to probably be bad and get a lotto pick. 
Um, he just shuts the book on Bradley. Bradley's been in the year for eight seasons. And what worries me about Bradley is that Satan's probably going to progress and looks like Bradley might have leveled off. KJ talked about that talent curve and maybe it's it for, for Bradley. Maybe that's it. So now I kind of got to do what I got to do. Whereas Satan gave me a little bit longer of a time span based upon his age, most likely. Um, Bradley might be who he is. But what 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 do the Thunder get out of this? Well, the Thunder, of course, you know, now it means McCants is starting for sure at the two. And, you know, Bradley slides in at at center and it brings Yard in off the bench, I guess. The the Thunder are going to roll out a lineup of Pang, McCants, Raffy, Wags, and Bradley. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You know, now they've got a chucking point guard. They're going to have a defensive-minded shooting guard who doesn't really score at all. But that's okay because they're still going to have Raffi and Wag scoring and they're going to have Mitch. And and the interesting thing about Mitch is like, I don't know, is he, he's played with Jensen before. Um, it seems like he fouls and he, he's still going to score. He's a 20 point scorer for his career. But I mean, there's the rebounding problem for this team solved in one trade. You know, now the team's going to severely lack D. Now, obviously, it was playing Beaumont at center earlier in the season. He was a seven. He had some blocks. Mitch does not. But if we look at comparing the two players, I mean, now I, Mitch kind of does – he does everything. Like, he, st- he scores. He gets to the line. He has a, he can assist a little bit. Of course, he's going to get a ton of rebounds, teeny bit of blocks. Um, so, overall, I'm getting more. But is this team any better? I, I don't know. I don't know. The balance looks fine. Looks like, you know, we're going to, the team's going to be able to score because Pang's going to start. So you got four guys that can score. You got three guys that can pass at a solid level with McCant starting. And then even Mitch can pass a little bit. You know, now with McCant starting, we also have a lot of rebounds. We got some steals. We can bring McMahon off the bench. You know, Yard slides into a bench roll. It's a, you know, the team now has a lot more of one through 99s because Satan, of course, had nothing of that. So, if those things matter, we will see it work. If it's all about efficiency and whatnot, and one through nines on defense, oh, I guess not that Satan was great. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, as you can tell, I'm having quick second thoughts, but I, I, I just I couldn't turn it down in the sense that you know it's a fun player to have, um, considering he does so much, and just adding him to the rest of these guys that do a lot. It's going to be a fun lineup, and and I hadn't been able to look for a shooting guard for so long, so it gives this my ability to maybe look around at shooting guard because I kind of had Satan locked in, and when Satan's locked in at that spot and doesn't do a lot else, that's tough. Everybody always wanted him to kind of be the ultimate sixth man, um, and he's probably was better served as that for my team, but you know now I technically have a starting center, so pretty pretty huge trade, blockbuster trade for two teams that are kind of in flux. Again, the Thunder are in the playoffs right now, but. Thunder ain't scaring anybody, you know? I don't know. I don't know if this makes me better. I hope it does. Uh, and Satan's going to score 40 for the Wolves, so that's awesome. You know, I hope he succeeds and hopes he gets a scoring title and hopes he, he could probably drop 60 this season in a game. Uh, that'd be great. And, of course, we're doing the emergency podcast because we got some other fun trades. We see that the Blazers have transitioned already off of Bo. Bo had a terrible first in for the Blazers. So they flipped they flipped uh they flipped Bo to the Suns for Archie. <laughs> the biggest loser in that trade's Kyle. Now Bo and Archie might be a teeny bit of a wash. Archie's got more usage. He's got the nine PD. Bo like just seems like maybe a more balanced guy. He's got a little bit, obviously a little bit better foul rate, but Archie's got a little bit more rebounding. So I don't know how much of it, like I feel like that's good for the Suns. 
but I just might be blinded by Bo's ratings. I, I just, you know, Archie, God, it's crazy to say, like, the ratings are so good that is that, is he better? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's an interesting trade for both. You know, Archie has still been progressing a little bit, so it's not a bad trade for the Blazers. I see what Ricky's trying to do. He's trying to get a little bit younger. It's a massive contract. He saves a little bit of money. He gets some extra young pieces in the deal that he can probably maneuver. Ricky's always looking to deal, so Ricky getting a young piece is, is fun. Um, so I don't. it's more of a lateral move, I think, for them. Uh, and I guess the Suns get, you know, an, an all-time player who just can't seem to stay on a roster, you know, this year. He's moved around. This is his fourth team now. This is one of the all-time greats that we had talked about. This is his fourth team. Uh, and we already saw Cole move from the Pacers earlier this today over to the over to the Raptors. So we've got movement. And of course, after I did these podcasts, the Bulls go out. And like we said, we said this, did we not say this at the first time of the year? We said a trade that needs to happen. The Hornets 40 pick was was garbage. The Bulls needed to trade. I mean, it, he wasted a sim because he could have done this after sim two. But we said it. We said Pascal to the Bulls for the Hornets pick. I mean, it was right there. It was right there. Uh, it made the most sense. The Bulls needed scoring. Um, they could plug Pascal in wherever they want. They could put him with Omni and Franks. I mean, that's fun. That team's got some scoring now. So, uh, you know, we kind of called that one. We saw that one coming. Uh, and, I mean, I guess you guys even called the the, the, the Bradley thing because we had been talking about it. It wasn't Pang, though. It was Satan. You know, but that's actually a better fit for my team. You know, like like I would have been without a point guard. So now it's like I have the point guard, too. Uh but anyways, enough of that. Um, trying to think. Oh, and then of course we we'd be remiss here if we didn't talk about what in the heck the Rockets were doing. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what the Rockets were doing. Um, the Rockets signed Stu, and he's a four year deal. I mean, it was it was bad. It was whatever. Um, But, but what the they signed Stu four year deal thirteen million okay I get it it's a bad contract they find themselves on the outside love of the playoffs looking in right um, so they're going to be out of the playoffs the the Grizzlies were being frisky and the Raptors are going to make it so I don't quite know what you're trying to do um, I looked at the math earlier he's got enough guys on his team that look like they're not like they're like RFAs to be that I don't I think you're going to cut that he would have still had a max slot if he kept Stu if that was the goal to shed the the negative value contract as Kenneth would say um, but he still I feel unless my math is wrong he still would have had max cap um, he still would have had max cap if he if he kept him and just got rid of some of these other guy, their guy, their other guys that I just don't see him probably keeping anyways in the offseason. So I don't quite sure know what the thought process was here. Like he bad contract, he wanted to get off it quickly. But the idea is like, again, why? Like, what was the point of doing it right now? Like you're in the lottery. You're already in the lottery. And there really doesn't seem to be any reason considering you're already bad. Um, he's helping you be bad. Like you're not really do you want to make the playoffs? Um, I'm, I, I just was, I'm, I'm just confused. Now it, this isn't out of left field. Um, he did mention like, I'll offer one of my picks to get off Stu for an expiring. I remember seeing that in the sim and I don't think, I guess anyone was really paying attention other than Smath and like Smath gets one, gets one there. Now it's like, I love this. Like, this is a good guy. <laughs> like, I, like I, I love him. I hate, I hate having to give him crap. I mean, I gave him crap about, 
uh, the rebuild. Like, yeah, like, I, pff, my recent memory in this league is terrible. Is that I forgot. I forgot about the Kokobi years. Like, Kokobi was great. Um, he was fun. And, yeah, the, the, the Rockets were relevant. You know, it's been a while since they won a title. And I guess what happens is when people disappear and they go away, it's hard to remember their teams because they're not, like, present in the league. Um, and that's fine, but it's like you just forget. Like, you forget about how good the Rockets were. You forget about how good the Wolves were at one point. You forget about the Jazz. Like, honestly, the Jazz did go on a recent run. Like, they beat me in, like, two or three playoff series. Maybe if, I think feel like they've knocked me out, like, five times. But it's like you just forget that because um, they're not around. They're just not around talking about a lot of stuff. They're not reminding you of how good they were back in the day. Um, but I just don't know exactly what Dis was thinking here or, or, or what, you know, what the thought process was that he needed to make that deal. Miss the playoffs. You have a lottery pick. And the point is, is when you decide, I feel like I remember telling him this at the beginning of the year is that, is that, you know, he knew it was a mistake. And I remember saying like, just, just sit on it. And it's, you know, when your time, like, again, we talk about bad contracts, but the point is like, he's not competing right now where it's killing his, he's killing his roster. You know, like who's coming up that needs to get paid that where that's going to be a problem. Like, I guess I haven't looked at any, if any of his bigger guys need to get paid in this off season, which would have given, taken away the max slot, for example, but it's like you sacrificed a lottery pick for really no reason. Cause the, the idea, and I, I guess I'm beating around the bush here is, is, you know, just, just trade Stu when you need to later. And it's like, if you're not going to compete this year and you don't really sign anybody next year, it's like, you're kind of going to want to probably do the same thing again next year. And then it's like, then Stu only has like a couple years left. Like even next year, who only have three years left, he might even progress. Who knows? But it, I don't. I didn't think it. He needed to get off that contract. Like it wasn't in a spot. And the point is, he got to give up one of his own picks. Like he could have said, "I'll give up Stu and like one of my random players, maybe, and someone maybe bites on that." But to just jump and give up a Rockets pick, man, that's that's a lot. Like that, just you know, a lotto pick to get rid of a bad contract that you signed in free agency. It's like he literally just gave a lotto pick up because he signed somebody bad. Like if he didn't make any, he didn't make that offer. He'd have that pick. So, oh, beating a dead horse here. But what we can what we can say is, you know, like Smath always complains about all these club deals. And guess what, Smath, you got to hand out one right here. Now I guess everybody anybody could have had it. Sure, anybody could have had it. But Smath really just got one for free. Smath got a really sweetheart deal on this one. He got a lottery pick just by absorbing a contract. And in this case, if Stu is going to help him lose, who cares, right? So, so I got, I like that one, um, for the heat, of course. And then we had talked about the Seattle trade that Seattle, like we had mentioned, Seattle needed to make something happen. And what did they do? They went out and got Leonard white. So like this, the Sonics seem better. Um, and I don't really know what this means for Andre. Like I, I think Andre's team's still fine. Um, I think, you know, are they still a playoff team? I, I don't know. I don't know what white's impact is, but the point is they're somewhat frisky. So if they find themselves like, again, are they better than the Blazers? You know, I don't know, but if they could make the eight seed, they could slide back out and be ninth. They have their own pick. Like it's, it's, it's not really too big of a deal. And we had talked about the Pacers deals and whatnot, but it's like, Hey, you know, that I really never thought that I would be trading Satan this soon, uh, this season. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm in panic mode right now. I'm the master of panic. That's from way back when, back in the early version of being frustrated with your team and making trades. And I don't really know how calculated this one is, but uh, it's, it's tough to get rid of a known piece. And my known piece is that I know that that guy can score and score efficiently. I know what he doesn't do. But, you know, put, putting someone else on your team, you have no idea what it's going to cause. And the fact that I really don't have any defense right now. I'm getting defense at my at my shooting guard spot and my maybe my backups. 
But who knows? I mean, if it's just like, hey, max output, let's do it, I guess. I mean, the only saving grace I have here is that is that Bradley isn't really much worse than Beaumont, right? So if Beaumont was okay, I guess we're fine. It's just, you know, we lost 30 points per game officially. If Bradley can score, then, you know, we're okay. Um, and if we don't just get destroyed defensively. So, you know, probably got some defensive work to do for our team, but but hey, Wanted to drop everybody a quick line because, hallelujah, we have exercised the demons. And could there be a more fun place to send Satan than Sin City? I mean, it's it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. So he stays in conference, too. Yeah, I got to worry about that. But uh, but anyways, Sims tomorrow at 1, coming fast. and uh, And we will see the quick, quick results of what just transpired. And I'm sure there's stuff that's probably still going to go down even before here we go to bed, but with the multitude of weirdness going on here this evening, craziness, um, you know, again, there might not be a lot of, uh, the Landros might be boring, but the Maynard right now, even though the Maynard have the Kings up top, they are not failing to disappoint. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Peace.